such quiet peace that might be quiet. Song says, I do. Praise the Lord. I hope you're ending or beginning your day. I hope it's been wonderful. You know, this is the 18th day of February 2021. And you're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Let's enjoy and worship the Lord.
Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, uh, okay. This is Pastor Carl Henderson <laughs> with Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. You know, some songs you listen to and you just, you know, it, you just right there. You're involved in the praise. You're involved in the worship of the artist. You're involved with the songstress. And that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be involved with the praise. Whoever is leading the praise service, you want to be part of that. My God, you want to be part of the praise. You want to be part of the worship because it, it, God, He, it, the Lord said he inhabits the praises of his people. So he's part of it. Uh, he gets involved. When you feel it, he's going to feel it. You move by it, he's going to be moved by it. Uh, you know, the, the Bible tells us that there's rejoicing in the presence of of the angels over one sinner that re that repents over one person that changes uh, from doing wrong and do doing right there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels so god gets happy he rejoices you know and we should do the same as well our sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. Now, on um, um, Mondays and Fridays, the prayer line has been open. Uh, there is a leader that is um, someone there praying, and that number is 646-769-9900, and the access code is 474-524-POUND. You know, whatever the prayer is, and, uh, you know, we most of all, we want the will of the Lord to be done. We're praying for leaders. We're praying for everyone. And we're praying that the will of the Lord is done. You know, some things we ask for in prayer are not really meant to be prayed about. But there are those things that, that we're supposed to pray about. And the Bible said that man should always pray and not faint. We're talking about the acts of the Holy Ghost tonight. You know, and so as we have been on Thursdays and, and um, continuing to talk about what people have done in the past and, you know, and some of what we're doing today, because it is by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, I love, the thing I love about God is he gives us time. He gives us time to repent. He gives us time to change. He gives us time to overcome evil with good. And so when once we uh, set the right stage, put the right protocols in place and just start obeying the word of God, uh, you know, and yield ourselves unto him, we can face anything. We can face any opposition that there is in obedience to the word of God. And in order to obey the word of God, you have to get in his word. You have to understand when it's a time to fight and when it's a time to retreat. You have to understand when it's a time for peace. There's a time for all things as found in Ecclesiastes. 
And, you know, we don't want to ever get caught up into what everybody else is doing. And then we try to justify it by the word of God. No, let's follow the word of God. The majority of people that claim that they're following the word of God, some of them don't even know the Lord and the Lord don't know them. I'm sorry. I'm being a little blunt here, but it's the truth. Uh, because someone say I'm a Christian, if you ask them, are they practicing Christianity? Um, they're not going to be able to say yes, because they are not. Uh, what they're saying is that I believe that there is a God. And now my relationship with God is different. Uh, some people have more of a relationship with a basketball celebrity uh, who's just doing their job. They have more of a relationship with an NFL player who's just doing their job, uh, you know, or, or uh, uh, baseball, Major League Baseball or whatever, you know, your thing is. Uh, they have more of a relationship, know more about the stats and the history of individuals than they do about God. This is a relationship that we have with him. And so in order to obey the word of God, you must know the word, uh, not have an opinion and think, you know, but you must really know the word. Um, and so we're we're going forward and taking this year every day, taking it day by day with purpose. And I hope you are too. I hope you join in with us and do the same. You know, we're coming to the end of uh, the month, which means we're coming closer to the end of the consecration that we've been on since January 11th. And just thank God for his goodness and how he is showing up and he is showing out. Thank God for the, what he, how he has blessed. He is blessing those that have been obedient, those that have are faithful to the consecration, giving themselves un, unto the Lord, yielding. You know, there comes a time that you have to yield to certain, uh, in order to get results, you're going to have to do something. It's not enough to pray for a job when you don't get up and go look for one. It's not enough to, um, to ask for something and you don't make any type of preparation. You know, as people will say, I, um, if it's the will of the Lord, or they'll say, um, I went and had a meeting and things didn't go the way I wanted. Uh, it must not have been God's will. It comes back to the question of preparation. How well did you prepare? Uh, there are some things that we have in our possession uh, that we obtained that was not the will of God. And then we have to deal with that consequence. And so we need to really be listening and thinking about what God is doing. The Bible tells us that when David was going to go up and fight the Philistines, he inquired of the Lord. He asked the Lord, should I go up? Am I going to get to victory? And the Lord told him, yea or nay. How often do we do the same? So we're taking the year with purpose. That is God's will, that we take the year with purpose one day at a time, lay, hand, lay hold on the purpose and move it into the position that you want to be in. And, you know, so uh, with that being said, we're going to go into the book of Acts, the 14th chapter, uh, the 28th verse. And I pray that you have had a blessed day. And if you're starting your day, I hope you have a wonderful day as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask that you would look, uh, bless those, the listeners that are uh, in attendance right now. Lord, remember those that are going to hear your word later. Father, I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord, uh, each individual 
under the sound of my voice, Lord God, as it echoes through their ear chambers, Lord God. Pray and ask that you remember, Lord, the families right now, Lord, those that are uh, bereaved families, Lord God, remember the, the Harveys, remember, Lord, the Milliners, remember, Lord God, the Harmons, remember, Lord God, those, oh, Lord God, that are ill right now, Lord, across this country, Lord. Lord Jesus, the names that have just been mentioned, Lord God, as they travel back and forth to handle the personal business, Lord God, we pray and ask for their safety, security in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless the children, Lord God, and, and Lord, and Lord, your guidance, Lord God. We just pray and ask, Lord God, as the heaviness of hearts, oh Lord God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless Lord Jesus, with comfort, with peace, as only you can do. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would touch those that, that are applying your word into their lives, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless with favor. I pray and ask that you would bless with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, in, in, in the name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give you a name to praise. We'll be careful to give you the glory and honor. Amen. We're in the 14th chapter of Acts. Actually, we're at the end of the 14th chapter of the book of Acts. And it's just two verses that I'm going to read here. Uh, it says, and when they were come, this is verse 27 and 28. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode long time with the disciples. I want to just take the, the topic, let's rehearse it. I think that's what we need to do. We need to rehearse it. We need to tell what God has done and we need to tell it again and again. We can't tell it enough. No, we can't tell it enough. You know, sometimes uh, someone may ask you to, to say you're talking too much, and that could be true. You know, when you're at work, you you, you might be talking a little bit too much. You, maybe you're in the car and it's a time to be focused and meditate and consecrate, but you start talking a little bit too much. You know, you hear your children talking, sometimes you ask them to be quiet. But there are other times that we need to rehearse what God has done, and we need to tell tell it over and over again, and we don't do that. You know, rehearse means to practice. You know, we practice playing instruments. We practice playing ball. We practice so many other things. And, uh, you know, and so uh, we, we practice for work uh, so that we can perform and even to try to outperform. You know, I have a goal of outperforming um, my, uh, my grandson on the court. I've done it before and I, I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to do it again. So uh, it means to mentally prepare or recite with one's intent to say, you know, so we're, we're rehearsing what's, what's going on. And they were rehearsing it over and over again, because one, they were at all uh, Two, I mean, when, when you're in the presence of the Lord and the Lord is doing something, or when you're in the service and, and things are happening and, and God is moving, it should cause you to recite. It should cause you to rehearse those things over and over again. That's what a testimony is. A testimony is you uh, rehearsing it in the ears of the saints. Is you rehearsing it in the ears of, of maybe someone that don't believe uh, that this is what God has done. Maybe they have not encountered the Lord. And here's an opportunity for you to tell them and you rehearse it 
you know, you, you begin to tell them, you give them the short version. If opportunity presents, you give them the long version of it, but you rehearse it. And, you know, uh, sometime when we go to bed at night, when we get up in the morning, we should be rehearsing what God has done. We should be rehearsing what he has done. That gives him glory. The Bible says that, uh, that, and when they were come, they had gathered the church together they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. He had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. So something was, was happening. Something had happened. And, you know, after all that they had been through, remember, if you, if you recall, uh, there was certain uh, of the Jews and that came down and stirred up the, the Gentiles and stirred up uh, the people and uh, that went against Paul and went against Barnabas, even to the point of stoning them, you know, stoning Paul and, and leaving him for dead. Uh, however, no one checked his pulse. And, and so the, as the saints stood by, uh, Paul got up and, uh, and they continued on to minister the word of God, to minister the gospel. And so now they're given the testimony. And so the scripture says, and when they had come, when they were come, you know, and so this is a continuation from that journey and what happened to them in Lystra and uh, uh, Derby and Antioch and Lacan and, you know, and places where they were, the people were worshiping idols and the fact that they were almost killed in that situation. They gathered the church together. And, you know, that should not be a difficult task to get the church together. Uh, you know, that uh, certainly it won't be a difficult task for those of us looking for his call. It's not going to be a difficult task for those that are walking with expectancy and keeping their lamps trimmed. Neither should it be a difficult call that if the church is called together, even right now, for whatever reason, um, you know, we're talking about in the will of God that the saints should get together, those that believe, those that are the elect, those that are members, uh, to get together in the presence of the Lord for whatever the call is. And so uh, uh, this is not by or about personal interpretation or associates, you know, but what God has already established and what God has established is not going to be changed. He said, heaven and earth is going to pass away. But my word is going to be here, is going to remain, and is going to remain in full effect, full effect. And so we want to be uh, available as much as possible when we can to yield ourselves to the call. So uh, and to hear the testimony of others of what God is doing. That's why I, I was telling someone the other day, you know, we have to allow God to be God because then there's no testimony. When we will hold back on God out of fear, when we hold back on God, and I'm talking about those that know what to do and, we, and holding back on God. And so when we hold back on God and we don't yield ourselves unto the Lord, then no, there's nothing to talk about. And the only thing that, that will be discussed is something that is not uh, fruitful, something that's not benefit other, you should say, a, a non-blessed conversation. Evangelist uh, Barnabas, an evangelist Paul, accompanied by Luke, established churches. And so many think that the bishops are out establishing churches. Actually, it's the evangelists 
that goes out or went out and evan evangelized, preached in areas. And as they moved according to the spirit of God, and as God directed them, they established churches. And then those churches, elders were placed there. Uh, they would send back and, and give a report. And from there, uh, a minister would be placed there to handle that particular work. And so evangelist uh, Barnabas and evangelist Paul were doing that. And they were accompanied by Luke, the physician, uh, as they established churches, the Bible tells us in Acts, the 14 chapter, previous verses, 21 through 23. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them uh, to continue in the faith that they must go through much tribulation uh, to enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord of whom they believed. And, and so it is a responsibility, uh, not just to go there one time and, and preach out of church and, you know, but it's the responsibility of the minister uh, that as the Lord lead them to go um, many times. To, um, that's what we, um, some refer to them as overseers, excuse me, others refer to them as district elders, you know, depending on where you are and who you are, uh, who you're affiliated with, you know, um, but just to go and just to uh, confirm and reaffirm and to encourage the souls of the believer just to show up and just to be in service and, you know, is, is of God and that they may be steadfast, unmovable, abiding in the work of the Lord. And so my question is, what are you rehearsing? What are you rehearsing on the job? What are you rehearsing on the way home? You know, as I'm, I'm on the freeway or, or going down the street, and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm like that. I look over to see what other people are doing, just like they look over to see what I'm doing. And you see people miles moving, you see people heads, down instead of them paying attention to the road uh you know what they're doing and uh, you know what are you, what are they rehearsing what are they rehearsing on the way home what, what is there there's so much to it seems to be to talk about are we talk rehearsing what god has done if so keep doing it but if not we need to start we need to start that you know encourage one another by rehearsing it over and over again you know, people are texting. They're on Instagram and Snapchat. What are you talking about? Are you rehearsing what God has done? Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Are you rehearsing? Or are you doing being a busybody? I don't know. I'm just asking the question there. The Spirit of the Lord really moved in at Cornerstone on Sunday, as expected, you know, just uh, it's God's glory. And, you know, but the question is to the church, did, did any of you rehearse with yourselves or anyone else what the Lord has done? Are you rehearsing it over and over again? Oh, bless you, Jesus. Malachi 3 and 16 says, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought 
upon his name. Now remember the book uh, is a book of remembrance. And that book is for those that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name. Then they that feared the Lord, which means something transpired prior to the moment of that statement. Something occurred. What has occurred uh, that you should now be fearing the Lord? What has occurred that you should now be uh, rehearsing what God has done? Because the scripture said they spoke often one to another uh, about what, what were they talking about? They were rehearsing what God had done. It caused them to speak repeatedly to one another. Now, this moved God. It, it excited him for a loose translation, but it, it, it inspired him. It did something. It touched him. And he listened to what was being said. Not only that, but he got all into it. He got so far into that he that the that there was uh, that while there's many references, you know, the, the Lamb's Book of Life, uh, also a reference to the uh, as a book of the living uh, in Psalm 68, or excuse me, Psalm 69 and 28, uh, the, the Bible, uh, uh, someone referred to it as basic instructions before leaving earth. Uh, but, but here is a book of remembrance, which differs from the book of life. It differs from the book of the living, which is the same book, the book of life. It is a book of remembrance, a record that on this day, Let's see, this February 18th, uh, 2021 at 7.26 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Those people on the, on the, uh, Pastor Carl Henderson was talking to others about the, the goodness of God and, and how great God is. And, and they're worshiping, uh, you know, uh, as one, uh, even though they're not in the same room. But those people in a book, the Bible said that um, those that were saying amen, those that were taking it to heart, those that were glorifying God because of what is being said at the moment, there is a book of remembrance. God was moved. And so because he was moved, then something was written about that. A note has been made. Uh, it, it, your, your record is on high. Now, the only way that you're going to be able to see that uh, this, I don't know if, if, if God is keeping this as his personal or if it will be available to others. But listen, I'm just going to say it like this. The only way you're going to know for sure is that you apply the word of God in your life and you live a life of holiness because the Bible tells us that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And so you must live a life of holiness. Hallelujah. So that you can stand in the presence of God uh, and you don't know what is going to be revealed in that day. Eyes have not seen nor ears have heard what he has prepared for them that love him. And, and so you have to position yourself in order to be there, in order to, to be a recipient of whatever God has prepared. A book of remembrance has been written. And it is different from the Lamb's Book of Life. So I don't want you to think that, wow, well, you know, I, I magnify God today. You know, I live like hell tomorrow. And what he wrote down about me magnifying him, you know, that's going to be enough to get me in. No, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. And that's not what the Bible is saying. You have to make holiness is a lifestyle. Sanctification is a lifestyle. And if Adam and Eve had not, or if Adam had not sinned in the garden, let me put it this way. Adam was commanded. Adam had the order. He paid, told his wife. 
and she did what she wanted to do. Adam did not have to, and he did. But let's just say that they did not do that. They would have, and if they would have ate from all the trees that they were intended, that they were given permission to eat from, and they would have left the tree of knowledge of good and evil alone, they could have been eternally righteous, but they chose to select from the wrong tree. Don't select and eat from the wrong tree. Leave that low hanging fruit alone. Leave it alone. They could have went to a tree that had much better fruit and they chose not to. Well, the Bible, the book of remembrance. Thank you, Lord. It is a, a book that records that on this day, you rehearse what the Lord had and you thought upon his name. It's important you thought upon his name. Some of you may remember, um, you know, most of the time I've heard the mothers doing this. Uh, you know, I've heard my godmother I used to hear often, you know, not so much the my godfather, but my godmother I would hear. You know, you could be sitting down having a conversation with her and just, you know, and maybe for a moment that you stop talking, maybe you're watching TV or something, and you would hear her say, I love you, Lord. You would hear her say, Lord, bless your name. You know, and I didn't really get it then like I do now because she was thinking upon his name and how great his name is. She wasn't asking for nothing. She was just blessing him. You know, then I found out, you know, that, yeah, my Godfather, he was doing the same thing. He just went as verbally out and spoken about it, but he certainly was blessing the Lord. You know, as I more hung around him and I learned his ways, but he was blessing. And I'm like, wow, okay, I get it now. We're to bless, we're to think upon the name of Jesus. We're to think upon his name and to bless him, to bless him. So we ought to be blessing the Lord. You know, our, our children, such as me as being a young person and, and hearing that and remembering it to this day. And now I get it. You know, you have to instill things in your children right now. Uh, ben, the Bible said, bend the sap while it's young. And, and so uh, you have to train them right now. You have to instill that in them now, because if the Lord tarry and, and they reach a, a certain age, uh, you know, they'll remember those things. They'll remember it and they'll begin to mirror and mimic uh, those things. You planted a seed in them that God can bring forth fruit. They were thinking upon the name of the Lord in the midst of everything else. Have we, have you, have I? No, not, no, I haven't. I've, I've learned. But what about you? Have you learned? Have you become so modern? You know, this the modern family, we just get along and do anything and everything. It don't matter what the word of God says. He understands. He does understand. It doesn't change anything, but he understands. It don't mean he's in agreement. He understands. He understands all of us. And so have you become uh, such a so modern? Uh, you feel uh, maybe you're too young uh, to think and to call upon his name. You know, I don't need to do that. You know, as you said, the elders was doing that. You need to call upon the Lord. The name of the Lord is our daily delight. The Bible tells us in Psalms 61 and 8, it says, So 
so will I sing praises unto the name, unto that name forever, that I may uh, daily perform my vows. I've got to keep my vows that I've made unto the Lord. And I'm going to do that because uh, the Bible says, whatever you do in word, in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So whatever I do, I'm going to do it in his name and I'm going to think upon his name uh, because his name is, is what I'm, uh, you know, if you squeeze the sponge, whatever in it is going to come out. And that sponge can be full of water because it's absorbed water. Or maybe it has absorbed uh, a, a colorless um, uh, liquid such as vodka. And so, but when you squeeze it, whatever is in it is going to come out, uh, whatever, whatever color it is. It's going to come out, whatever it sounds like, it's going to come out, but it needs to be distinct if it's going to be pleasing unto the Lord, if it's going to make a difference in your situation, it's going to have to, it's going to have to be absorbed right now and not later. You know, as you read in Proverbs, it talks about how um, those that won't adhere to wisdom, those that won't adhere to understanding, those that won't seek uh, knowledge. And, uh, and so because they won't listen, that when they, when they find themselves in trouble, then they want to get wise. Then they want to change, you know, uh, they, then all of a sudden jailhouse salvation sets in. And, you know, some are actually saved in jail. However, uh, usually that's not the situation. Most of the time, and, you know, you get caught doing something, then the tears flow. But as long as you was getting away, bread eating in secret was sweet. You know, it was sweet. It was good. You know, sneaking around with that honey, that, that was good. You know, you didn't get caught, uh, you know, but then when you got caught and that became a different story, it became a, dear, a tearful situation. Uh, you know, uh, even uh, you might have been doing something at work that you shouldn't have been doing it, and it was cool, you know, but as soon as you got caught and you was escorted out the door, then it became a different situation. And so uh, then we want to be wise, we want to be smart. But the Bible says that when that type of situation, when situations occur and we had control over it, he said, then I, I'm going to laugh at you. When your calamity come upon you, you're not going to find wisdom. You're not going to find the knowledge and understanding at that moment. It's something that you look for now. And, and so we need to keep that daily in our lives. The Bible tells us that Barnabas, Paul, and Luke rehearsed everything that transpired during their mission. They feared the Lord more than those that was throwing stones. Mm -hmm. We have to teach that to our children. We know uh, sticks and stones, yes, they can break your bones and names and, and names and words hurt just as much. We have to teach them that they yet have to hold on to the Lord uh, anyhow. We have to teach them, let them know that, that no matter what, you're gonna hold on. You as an individual, you as a, be a believer, need to hold on to it for yourself. Uh, it, the Bible tells us in Acts, again, that 14th chapter, uh, about the 22nd verse, it said, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that they must go through much tribulation to enter into the kingdom of God. So there's things that we're going to deal with. You're going to deal with stuff, whether you're saved or not. You're going to deal with some stuff. Because you're going to deal with prejudice. You're going to deal with hatred. You're going to deal with uh, uh, people trying to take advantage of you. I'm not saying it's always going to work, but I'm saying it's out there and it's going to exist. However, 
you need to know the right place to go. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. The shenanigans that we did, the shenanigans that you did, the shenanigans I did, you know, back in the day, all that stuff, the shenanigans do not qualify as suffering for the cause of Christ. Uh, if you would, if we, if everyone would obey his word, obey the word of the Lord, then the affliction that we suffered would not come as a consequence of us practicing poor judgment. That doesn't mean that tribulation won't come. It don't mean that people won't do things. I'm saying it won't be because you stole the car, you ran from the police, then you jumped out the car, tried to run up around down the alley. They caught up with you. They beat you up, took you to jail. We want to claim abuse. No, it was all triggered because we stole the car. What if we would have been at home? What if we would have been in school? What if we would have been someplace else? Now, if that would have occurred uh, as a result of on our way home from school, on our way home from work, we're, we're doing what's right, you know, and the enemy come again, that is different. That's different than when you trigger that chain of events because of your because of our behavior. We have to distinguish that and we have to be real about that in our lives. And we have to teach our children the same thing. Proverbs uh, said, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent not. That's Proverbs 1 and 10. Proverbs 2 and 20 says that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the path of the righteous. Proverbs 3 and 3 says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them on the table of thy heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. We're looking for favor. And we're looking at it in this, from God. And we're looking for it from men as well. But most of from God. Be a God pleaser. Be a God chaser. The 28th verse I'm I'm close, I'm coming to an end here. The 28th verse says, and there they abode long time with the disciples. Now, a disciple is a follower of Jesus uh, of Christ during and after his life, while there are other types of disciples, which there are, which follow philosophies and other teachings, none of which are about holiness and salvation. They're about uh, thinking. They're about, uh, uh, you know, so many other things that I'm trying not to go into it. I don't want to go all into that tonight, but uh, let me just put it this way. All roads do not lead to God. All roads do not lead to God, you know, and not the way that people think. Oh, well, if I, if I follow Buddhism, if I follow this, if I follow that, you know, um, it's going to lead me to heaven. No, the only thing it's going to lead you to is the judgment seat of God. That's all. It's going to, that's where it's going to lead you to. So it's not the way that people think is going to lead them there because the, the Bible is very distinct and plainly says uh, in John, uh, I believe it's about the fourth chapter, no, tenth chapter. Okay. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. So already you've been categorized as a criminal, but he that entereth in by the door of, is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him, the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, and a stranger 
will they not follow, but will follow from follow him, for they know not the voice of a stranger. Stay away from stranger. What is it? Stranger danger. Stay away from the stranger. Yep. And they abode long time with the disciples. It's important to be still so that you can learn and so that you can grow. Preaching is fine. Teaching gives you stability. Matter of fact, unless the minister teaches, you won't know what he's preaching about. You won't be able to connect the dots. It'll sound good, but it won't be the same as, as having that good uh, wholesomeness of the teaching that helps you appreciate uh, what is being preached and what is being exhorted. Remember, a rolling stone gathers no moth. So there is stability that needs to be done. So they spent time teaching uh, the disciples. Uh, they spent uh, making sure that they were fortified, making sure they had what they needed. And that's important. We need to make sure that each individual in the church have what they need mentally and spiritually. And I'll teach you how to get it physically, you know, as well as others that can teach you the same thing. And that requires some discipline. To be a disciple, it requires discipline. Listen, let's rehearse what God has done. Let's rehearse it over and over again. If you've not dedicated your life to the Lord or need to rededicate your life, don't waste any time doing so. Don't waste any time, you know, and and just, just uh, feeling like you got tomorrow because tomorrow's not promised to any of us. If you've been blessed by the message, you know, uh, introduce it to someone else. Point them to SML inside the pages. If they type SML in, uh, it'll direct them uh, to the broadcast as well as messages that are floating around on iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast carriers, Amazon. You know, uh, bless somebody else with a link, with a message. If you've missed any of the messages, uh, go to ConnectingTruth.org. That is ConnectingTruth.org. And click God on Demand. It'll take you to the uh, to the archive of messages, which is also being uh, broadcast as well. And remember, the songs featured are the respective property of our songsters, the artists, and their producers. You know, God bless you. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Hope to see you soon. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street. Until then, and that's Pomona, California, be blessed in Jesus' name.